details of my life are quite inconsequential. Read my lips. If you have sex, your penis will fall off and land in another dimension populated entirely by dogs who will eat it. Well, that's something I'd like to avoid. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I'm a paladin with 18 charisma and 97 hit points. I can use my Helm of Disintegration and do 1d4 damage as my half-elf mage wields his plus-five Holy Avenger. And as president, I'm going to make it impossible for congressmen or lobbyists to slip pork barrel projects or corporate welfare into laws when no one's looking. Because when I'm president, meetings where laws are written will be more open to the public, no more secrecy. That's a commitment I make to you as president. It is my opinion he is a danger to himself and others and is in need of treatment. Finally, a guy in broadcasting that represents the very average side of us all. The following broadcast is in the hands of a college-educated, barely-employed guy that does a podcast for an audience of fewer people than Paris Hilton has brain cells. It's hard to imagine that he's perpetually single. Now, from the middle of desert Urbania... This is Michael Graff in Exile. All right. Yes, welcome in. Another edition of Michael Graff in Exile underway. Here we go. Uh, thank you so much for checking us out. Our contact information for the program, Mike at KMGX.com. That is our email address. It is Mike at KMGX.com. That's also our PayPal address for your most generous contributions to the program. AOL Instant Messenger, the screen name, Michael Groff Show. Our uh, AOL Instant Messenger is up 24-7, 365 for your rantings. We always uh, try to get back to you. And, of course, michaelgroff.com for all of your other Michael Groff Show needs, as you should see fit. Now, for today's podcast, we're going to follow up on some of these suggestions. I, I sort of threw this out there, sort of floated out a trial balloon the other day on the podcast about doing this. And it got some good response, and people have suggested that I do this already. So I, I want to take this opportunity and uh, use this show today to to actually try this out. So um, a lot of our old shows are not available currently on our podcast site. I want to uh, eventually sit down and, and maybe start uploading some of the old episodes of the show. Um, right now, you only have the In Exile editions of this show that we started back in December. But of course, there's well over nine years of material that goes back before that. And on today's show, for example, I thought it'd be kind of cool if we went back into the archives and brought to you some of the best of the Michael Groff Show. Some great moments and classic bits from Michael Groff Show's past. We have uh, some awesome stuff that I want to get to. And uh, for example, we'll, we'll chronicle, first of all, Oh, remember when the Colorado Rockies were in the World Series back in 2007? Well, most people don't. Uh, it's one World Series that many people, aside from Boston Red Sox fans, would probably like to forget. It was just an ugly World Series, a four-game sweep by the Red Sox. But in order to get there, the Colorado Rockies swept the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, a lot of sports writers in Denver and, and columnists in Denver wanted to pile on Arizona and say that we had bad fans. Well, um... Uh, those who live in glass houses shouldn't be throwing stones. And uh, so we, we chronicled some of the hypocrisy from Denver fan and how bad Denver fan really is. We, we get into that. Randy Rhodes and her mugging. Remember back uh, when she said that she got mugged? There was a story. Randy Rhodes, liberal talk show host who was working for Air America at the time. She got mugged and one of the overnight hosts at uh, at Air America at the time, even went as far as to politicize her mugging, saying that it had to be somebody on the right that mugged her. There was only one problem with the whole thing. The story of her being mugged was a complete hoax. Yeah, imagine that. And uh, we'll get into that. In addition, you'll hear some great stuff. Jeff stopped by the studio one evening and we were talking about donations that uh, listeners had made to the show. And of course, it sounded very televangelist. Sometimes I always get a little bit nervous when I start asking for donations from the audience. And I really don't ask or beg. I just 
I do throw out that we do have a PayPal address, Mike at KMGX.com. And if you want to donate every once in a while, it does seem to come across as a little bit of a televangelist sort of drive. It sounds a little bit charity drive-ish of me when I do it. And uh, Jeff noticed that we started, uh, it, it led off into a whole rant about televangelism. So uh, we, we have that. We'll get into that a little bit. Also, CBS Radio, we've talked about them and their blunders over the last several years, how they managed to have a radio division that was making money hand over fist, millions, tens of millions of dollars in profit every single year to losing tens of millions of dollars in profit every year and now getting to the point where half of their shows on their stations are all voice tracked. How could they have gone so wrong? Well, we chronicle some of that because... Well, just because they had bad radio stations, they had bad radio hosts. So we'll get to a little of that. I'm pretty sure this leads into a Tom Likas rant. So you'll, you'll want to stick around for that. Plus, you've heard the old adage of no good deed goes unpunished. Well, that's certainly quite true as a bank employee actually gets information leading to the apprehension of a criminal who has robbed 19 local banks. But then once this guy actually helps catch the criminal, he's fired by his bank for doing the right thing. I know it doesn't seem possible, right? But it's a bank after all. And wait till you hear which bank it is. It won't surprise anybody. At least it didn't surprise me. And I actually have a checking account with this bank. Also coming up on the show today, it's therapeutic dentistry creeper style. Now, if you're ever in a dentist office and the red flag doesn't go up after you see a doctor of dentistry surgery certificate on the wall from Mumbai Institute for your dentist. Maybe you'll get scared off once he starts doing some inappropriate massages on you. Yes, a New York dentist was busted after he apparently was engaging in what he considered to be legitimate therapeutic massages to help calm the patients, to help sedate patients while he's doing his uh, dental work on them. Well, I don't know about you, but if I was ever in a dentist office and the dentist, especially my dentist, this is just gross to even think about. And he started touching my breasts or rubbing my nipples or whatever and uh, and rubbing his crotch on me. I would probably run out of there real fast after I punched him in the face a couple of times. Um, you know, maybe if it was a female dentist and she was hot. I mean, you know, listen, uh, sometimes I'd go right about now. I could probably go for that. Go for the uh, go for the happy ending at the dentist office. But really, it's generally considered inappropriate. We'll have that story for you. But first up on this edition of Michael Graff in Exile, it's a story that we get a couple of times a year. First of all, at the end of the year with prom, it is definitely prom season. So you get these stories and then around October or November, usually there's a homecoming for many schools. And you get these stories then, too, where you have the homecoming king and queen. Well, uh, back in 2007, we had several of these stories where students wanted to nominate a lesbian couple for the homecoming king and queen or queen and queen or just the homecoming queens, however you wanted to look at it. And apparently a school district thought that was completely inappropriate and uh, just decided we're just going to cancel homecoming altogether. That's that's the end of it. Students, you may you may want lesbian. You know, lesbians are just not part of the curriculum here. I'm sorry. Uh, it's an unbelievable story. But of course, where else would you find it? But right here, first up on this, the best of the Michael Groff show. All right, there's a school, Potsdam Central schools i guess okay they're they're homecoming they have a homecoming king and queen right so now school officials are canceling the election um because there's a controversy about a lesbian couple that some students want to vote for so they're going to have a homecoming king and queen but uh they they have a, there's a lesbian couple that's uh that's supposedly that you know that a lot of people are going to vote for them as the queen and queen i guess or the king and king or the one that looks like the man is the king and the one that looks kind of femme is the queen. I don't know. However, it works. But the school officials heard about it and they said, you know what? Uh, we don't we don't really want this happening on our campus. We don't want lesbians being the king and queen or the queen and queen or whatever. Quote, the lesbian couple, quote, has clearly stated that they have uh, that they are not interested in the selection 
and want the media scrutiny to end, wrote Superintendent Greg Jadios. Or Jadlos. Jadlos said in a survey was taken to get the senior class opinion, and by an overwhelming margin, students supported changing the ballot to remove gender restrictions. But the school district chose not to select a court, not to select a king and queen of homecoming. Quote, recognizing that their interests and understanding that attempts to finalize the election of court representatives would only serve to increase divisiveness. Jaylos wrote, so wait a minute. We're going to increase divisiveness by having a lesbian couple possibly win? Are you kidding? This is this is again. This is the big issue that's confronting the uh, the students there and the uh, the school board. The election of a homecoming king and queen. Who cares if the students want to nominate a couple of lesbians as the king and queen or the the butch and dyke or whatever? Whatever. Look, this is why our school system is in the shape that it's in. This is why we have the problems that we have in our public education system, because clearly what's going on is people just are out of touch. If that's what the students want, you have an election. And then this, this, the school steps in and says, now nah, we're going to do it our way. Well, who do they think they are? The United States Supreme Court, for Christ's sake? Hey, look, election, we just do it however we want. That's what we do here. Give me a physical break. All right. Meanwhile, um, we have a couple other stories for you in the uh, stupid news file for you tonight. This is this is good stuff. If you're a user of Viagra and uh, if you have ED, all right, yeah, look, if you have ED, you've already got enough issues to worry about. The problem with any kind of drugs to treat ED, erectile dysfunction, is that a lot of times the side effects are... Well, I don't know. I mean, some guy, most guys would tell you that ED is about the worst thing that can have happen to you, but the side effects are almost as bad as having ED in the first place. A lot of them, like Viagra, for example, you could see uh, you could have some partial vision loss. You should you could have a sudden increase in your heartbeat. You could have an erection that lasts more than four hours, and if you do, you should, should call a doctor, according to the commercials, which I always find funny. If you have an erection that lasts more than four hours... Call a doctor or just go to one of those massage parlors. That'll take care of it for you. Um, but anyway, so and, and there's other drugs that you take that cause hair loss or the growth of hair in unusual places or excessive amounts of hair growth in unusual places. Some of them cause zits or bacne. Some of them cause all sorts of stuff. So having ED really sucks. It's got to really suck if you've got it. But now, here's another possible side effect. Viagra and other impotence drugs are about to bear new warnings that users may experience sudden hearing loss. It's not clear that the drugs truly trigger hearing loss, but the Food and Drug Administration decided Thursday to add a warning about the possible risk after counting 29 reports of the problem since 1996 among users of, the, uh, of this family of medicine. The impotence drugs Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra will bear the warning. So uh, we'll, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Rivatio? I've never heard of that one. Which is a drug for uh, pulmonary hypertension, which contains the same ingredient as Viagra. Viagra's label already mentioned uh, hearing loss as a possibility because a few cases were reported during initial testing of the drug. But given that hearing loss is a risk... Uh, of advancing age in certain conditions such as diabetes and heart disease uh, that can lead to impotence. It wasn't clear if the link was real. So the FDA still isn't totally sure, but uh, hearing loss, now a possibility if you take Viagra. I don't know if that's entirely a bad thing, though. I mean, after you pop a Viagra and you get your business done, do you really want to hear what the chick has to say anyway? I mean, after you're done, does it really matter? So, I mean, hearing loss may not be entirely a bad thing. You know, we're going to get hate mail about that. Let's blame it on Jeff. He's asleep. Or blame it on disgruntled voice guy. He's he's back there. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. You all right over there? What? Yeah, see? Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know what you were talking about. See, that's that's the board. That's the guy. That, he's got his finger on the dump button. 
He's got his. He's supposed to be monitoring to make sure that the uh, that the stations get the uh, you know the the show fine and what's going on back there. He's supposed to be in charge of all that, but he's doing nothing. He's got his feet up there. He's just like chilling out, doing. So I have no idea what you're doing back there, and frankly, I don't want to know. Let me see both of your hands. They're right here, dude. Jesus. All right. Normally, he's playing like video games back there. Used to be all he played uh, during the show was uh, Unreal Tournament 2004. And before that, UT Classic, which I think you still play. Do you still play that, by the way? I'm old school, bitch. I am old school. Um, a dentist in Brooklyn, New York, is, um, well, he's facing some very disturbing allegations. He's charged with touching female patients in a sexually inappropriate way. Now, he claims that what he's doing is merely therapeutic it's part of the it's part of the process for helping the patients cope with anxiety and pain when they're sitting in the dentist chair but he says um the inappropriate touching that the patients allege is rubbing against uh, rubbing against them preventing them from leaving the room and uh massaging their nipples and their breasts the 51 year old dentist whose patients say that He's had his practice for a number of years in Greenport, is now facing serious charges. When patients see Dr. Neil Mates' Manhattan Avenue dental practice padlocked and shuttered and hear of his arrest, they really, well, some of them were actually shocked, some not so much. Quote, he's very caring, never tried anything on me. I'm very shocked, one patient said. Police are charging Dr. Mate. With unlawful imprisonment, forcible touching, harassment, menacing, public lewdness, and disorderly conduct after he allegedly rubbed his genitals against a 34-year-old patient and was sexually aroused. The dentist, police claim, prevented the victim from leaving the room. Quote, I never noticed him do anything like that to anybody. It's shocking, Maria Terudo said. You know, there's been a spate of these dentists lately that, uh, you know, apparently claim that they've read uh, in dental journals that, you know, it's okay to, like, massage the breasts of certain of, of your patients because, you know, it relaxes them. It helps to ease the pain, you know, because, well, I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone in to have a feeling and, uh, well, while I'm getting a feeling, I'm getting felt up. It's, it's great. Yeah, that's in a respected medical journal. I believe it's uh, one that you can buy just about anywhere. Well, at least in any Castle Boutique or Fascinations or any one of those adult bookshops. Buy those anywhere. That's that's great stuff. So there you go. Here's an email. Mike, I think this is absolutely perfectly acceptable. There's nothing wrong with this. This is a standard practice and a good procedure. Sincerely, the dentist who used a syringe to inject his own semen into the mouths of his patients. <laughs> well, there you have it. Yeah, nothing like a dentist getting aroused and rubbing his genitals on you while uh, prepping you for a filling, for, while doing veneers. Yeah, now we know what the filling material is made out of. I was, I was always curious. That is wonderful. All right, Mike at KMGX.com is our email address. It's Mike at KMGX.com. Maybe I should go and ask my dentist if, you know, if if he's ever considered rubbing the breasts of his patient. By the way, you know, never notice how these guys, they always claim, oh, it's in a medical journal. It's, uh, it's, it's normal. It's a perfectly acceptable routine. Then why don't you do it on another guy? Well, you know, I'm not gay or anything. I think that'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, that says it all right there. And how come you never do it on the fat pigs that come in there? You only do it on, like, the semi-hot chicks or the, you know, respectable-looking chicks that come in. Oh, well, you know, that's how it is. No, I do it on the women because the women have a much more sensitive areola, and it's it's just, it's perfectly not, yeah, okay, you're going to jail. That's just about enough. Thanks. Thanks for participating. All right, well, that just about puts the uh, kibosh on yet another fine show. Oh, and we have this. Joe Torre, uh, he said he's he's done with the Yankees. He, uh, he had his press conference today where he officially said he was insulted by the offer that the New York Yankees gave him. Yeah, no surprise. Now, the Yankees offered Joe Torre a one-year contract to continue to manage the team. One year, five million bucks. He said he was insulted. 
Can the Yankees insult me, please? I'd love to be insulted with that contract. Just to manage the Yankees for a year, I'd only have to put up with the with the damn New York media for one year. I mean, I can see why Joe Torre's insulted. The guy has managed them to the playoffs 11 straight years. He was making uh, some 7 mil last year or so. And uh, this contract would have been laced with incentives. And I can understand why the guy is insulted. He doesn't want to have to put up with the crap that goes on in New York. But, you know, personally, I'd love the Yankees to just insult me once. You know, I'm so insulted. I'm so insulted by this offer. I'll I'll take four and a half million. That's how insulted I am. How hard could it really be to manage the New York Yankees, though? I mean, look, they're some of the highest paid players. What what are you going to tell Derek Jeter? All right, Jeter, uh, go out there and uh, hit me 300 again this year. Get up there and get a base hit. Brilliant strategy, sir. A-Rod, why don't you uh, go up there and uh, bomb out 54 homers for me and drive in like 150 runs? It's not like managing. First of all, we all know that managing in the American League is is like nothing compared to managing in the National League. There's almost no strategy in the American League. The, the strategy is go up there and swing for the fences every time, play station-to-station baseball where you you know, you're just looking to, uh, you're, you get guys on base and you wait for the three-run homer. I mean, that's that's managing in the American League. I don't think American League teams even know what a bunt is or how to lay down a bunt. The only time that they know how to bunt is when they have to play interleague play or in the, it's in the World Series. Bunt? Well, we've heard about that, Skip, but I don't know. Why don't you go up there and put down a sacrifice bunt? You mean actually get the runner over to second but make an out? Why would I want to do that when I could just hit a homer? I don't understand you, Skip. I think, I mean, I, I think there's something wrong with you, Joe Torre. But he, you know, I, and again, I, I do understand why he would feel insulted, but I'm sure he's going to go on and manage someplace else. Maybe. I mean, the guy's what, 66 years old? The guy has battled through cancer. He's had all sorts of things to have to deal with while he's managing the Yankees as well. So I could see why perhaps um, he'd want to be out of there. CBS Radio is maybe the prime example of how not to run a radio division. This is a company that at one point was raking in cash, hand over fist. They couldn't they couldn't count the cash, incoming cash fast enough. They needed shovels for this cash. Okay, they were on top of the world about three, four years ago. Then they decided that they were going to go with the format of free FM. They were going to have a uh, an FM talk station. They were going to have this branded FM talk station in many different markets across the country. They were going to call it Free FM. Okay. Now, Free FM was basically a bunch of Howard Stern imitators. It was people that came on the air and basically did the Howard Stern show 24-7, around the clock. Yeah, a little bit slightly different variations of it, but whatever. Just different guys doing their best Howard Stern imitation primarily. Uh, doing different kinds of shtick. I mean, some people would come on the air and, you know, they'd have naked chicks in the studio or they'd talk about sex or excretory functions, bowel movements, all this kind of stuff. And uh, they'd get on the, you know, guys like Tom Likas and all this stuff. That's who they put on the free FM. All right. Mostly they just put on either retreads or never was in the business. And, you know, they, they were surprised when it completely failed. It fell flat on its face and uh, the, the, CBS Radio lost so much money on this free FM experiment that the people that were responsible for bringing it in got fired. Well, now it's really bad times for CBS Radio. In in San Francisco, their classic rock station, KFRC. Apparently, um, KFRC is going, they're switching from the classic rock format. They're going to just simulcast their all-news station on the FM side now, too. In a big cost-cutting move. So that's what's going on in the Bay Area. That's uh, CBS Radio running another fine group of stations in yet another fine market. By the way, it couldn't happen to a more deserving company.
Nice job, guys. I mean, aside from Bonneville, I, I haven't seen a, uh, a company run uh, worse than that ever. Everybody is uh, goading me into the Tom Likas thing. Tom Likas! Can you imagine? I mean, that's, that's, they've put all their money behind shows like that. They put all their money behind a show like Tom Likas. God, you know, I wish we could just play a little bit of... Because that show is on while well, we're on. I wish we could play a little of the Tom Likas show right now on the air. I know we'd get in some substantial trouble for doing so, but I just, I'd love to right now just to see if my, if my impression of what he's talking about. I can bet right now it's a topic related to sex. Probably like, um, this shower on the Tom Likas show, we're going to talk about whether or not you had sex with your best friend's mother. And if you did, why don't you give us some of the dirty details? Did you like it? Really? Because uh, I want to hear about it. I'm a sick old bastard. The telephone number to call in, 1-800-5800-TOM. That's your telephone number, 1-800-5800-866. Steve, you're all the time like a show. Hello? Yeah, Tom, I mean, I had sex with my, with my friend's mother the other day. Oh, gosh, she's... Well, how old is she, Tom? Uh, Steve, rather. Uh, I'm Tom, you're Steve. Yeah, Tom, she's, uh, uh, she's 63 years old. I gotta tell you, it was kind of like doing it with a desert. I mean, it was, like, all dry and... Oh, so she had a dusty couch, did she? Yeah, as a matter of fact, Tom, she did. It was all dusty and everything. But, you know, I didn't mind shaking some of the dust off of that. Because, uh, you know, for me, Tom, since I'm a listener to your show, I've, uh, I haven't had sex since I was about 19. And that was with a prostitute in, in, uh, in Carson City, Nevada. And uh, now I'm 43. And I got to tell you, it's been 24 years. And so I figured, why not just hit my best friend's mom? That sounds awfully nasty, Steve. That's the Tom Likas show. Honestly, I mean, that's really, it's just one of the worst shows in the history of mankind. We do like to make fun of it, though. I will tell you that. <laughs> hey, Tom, can you take me out with, uh, let's see, can you take me out with a sound, with a soundbite from Major League, the movie? Take me on broadcast school style? You got it, Steve. That broadcast school has really paid off. That's that's a uh, that's a uh, that's a great idea right there. Gotta love shows like that. That's the kind of radio that's going on at CBS Radio. They they filled up a whole station with people like that. Or you know they'd have the um, they'd have those shows like the two guys that are on like the the nighttime shift that just talk about absolutely nothing. Seriously, the stories all go about the same. You know, it's like this, and and, and they're they're always guys that. You know, one guy has uh, kind of a deeper radio voice. Uh, kind of <clears throat> one guy's uh, kind of like this, you know. And uh, the other guy, the other guy might have a higher voice, and he's kind of more annoying. He's like the energetic guy. One guy's kind of the straight guy, and the other guy's kind of like the goofy guy. So, uh, Travis, last night, you know, I, I went out and I did some, I did some, uh, I did some pot, man. I smoked some weed. Yeah, how was that, man? I mean, uh, they don't even. And by the way, they don't even do it like that. It's not even that. It's it's more like um, they talk in metaphors. They. They try to shtick it up, you know? Yeah, so uh, last night, dude, I smoked some tree. Yeah, that's, uh, that sounds like a great thing. So uh, how did you, what did you do, man? Uh, how was your evening? Like, I mean, they, they just talk about BS for the better part of four hours. These kind of shows go on for four friggin' hours where they're talking about absolutely nothing. I can't imagine why CBS Radio was losing so much money on free FM. When they have shows that are just like nothing. They're, <laughs> they're enigmas. It's like... Yeah, so uh, we went to the concert last night. We went to the uh, the Bare Naked Ladies concert uh, last night. That was a pretty interesting concert, I gotta tell you. And, uh, what did you think of it, Travis? Oh God, I thought it was the greatest concert in the history of mankind. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. You know, the the funny thing happened. You know, have you ever tried to go to the bathroom at one of these concerts? You ever tried to go to the bathroom because like, I was uh, standing in line for the bathroom at this concert, and uh, you know, standing in line probably for the better part of an hour. But I really had to take a dump. I don't want to tell you. I I, I had to take. And they they think that it's so amazing that they're talking about taking a dump on the air. Like, boy, that's the first time that's ever been done in radio. Somebody talks about a bowel movement on the air. Yeah, so I was starting to lie to uh, take a big old uh, steaming uh, custard brown moisturizer paint peel and dump. 
And uh, anyway, as I'm standing there, you know, this guy and I start talking. And, you know, it's the weirdest thing. How come people always feel, and it's always this observational humor. How come people feel that they have to start uh, talking to each other in line while they're waiting to go take a dump? You know, it's something I'm, uh, I just don't understand. Do you understand what I'm talking about here? Oh, God, it's, it's, you know, it's the dumbest thing. I don't. And then, of course, there's obligatory intern in the background. It's like, you know, I once stood in line for 12 hours and went to take a dump at a, at a, at a Stones concert. Well, that's uh, fascinating there, intern Eric. But anyway, so finally I get in there. I get uh, to the, there's uh, no stalls open. So I'm like, uh-oh, I got to do that move, you know? You know that move where you have to look underneath the stall to see if there's anybody in there? You have to look to see if there's, like, shoes or something. And then sometimes you don't know because somebody might be kind of short sitting in there. You, they might be doing something different. So you have to, like, kind of kind of tap on the stall door. You kind of maybe have to, you know, press on it a little bit so you can see if there's anybody in there to take a dump. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. This one time I was putting it in a glory hole in a men's room. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We don't want to go. Hold on. I'm going to get to your glory hole story in just a moment. But first, I got to tell you about this time I was taking a dump. Yep. So anyway, uh, so I'm in there and that's what passes for good radio, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really that's in between that. And it's just like, oh, my God, I, I don't. Uh... Hey, Tom, take me out terrorist style. Yeah, got it. No, I don't know why they lost money. Can't figure it out. Not for the life of me. All right, Mike at KMGX.com, the email address. It's Mike at KMGX.com, Michael Graf Show, AOL, Instant Messenger. You think I'm making that up about those radio? Listen, that's that's the kind of stuff that passes on those uh, on those some of those, uh, well, now Free FM, except for in a couple of markets, Free FM is gone uh, because it failed everywhere it went. But there's a couple of markets where it still hangs on, like in Los Angeles. Yeah, there they still have uh, the, they have Adam Carolla on. Adam Carolla has actually turned himself, uh, he's turned that show into something that's got a little bit of ratings mojo going for it. Apparently, he finally found the right mix. Once you got rid of Danny Bonaducci off of that show and you, you started to get some people on there that weren't complete radio rejects. I don't know, the show has kind of found its own little groove, but everything else on there has been uh, pretty much a disaster. Frosty, Heidi, and Frank. There's, uh, there's uh, the classic two guys and a girl radio show. Which, again, it's been done over and over. And again, it's one of those shows where they talk about nothing. Like one guy's gay, another guy's divorced, and the chick is like kind of loose or something. I can't quite figure out what the, what the angle is on that show. Yeah, one guy's a really fat guy who's gay, and they all live up in the Hollywood Hills, and you know, they all make a whole bunch of money, and uh, they, try to, they sort of talk about it. Well, I was in my house in the Hollywood Hills last night, and uh, I went to walk my dog, and God, I found a gold bar laying on the ground. I'm sure everybody in the audience can relate to that. Hey, uh, by the way, have you ever had sex with a gold bar? Boy, that's pretty interesting. Oh, gotcha, sure have. Oh, so incredible when you do that. Uh, hey, can I get to my glory hole story? Hang on. So I was in the bathroom. Here's a uh, follow-up story, by the way. This is a story. We follow up on this. This is the woman. Remember the woman that got in trouble she got arrested for disorderly conduct because she was in her own home swearing at her toilet which was overflowing she was pissed off that the toilet was overflowing uh, a cop who happened to live next door heard this conversation she was having with her toilet more like just a string of f-bombs anyway she heard uh, the the cop heard that and uh, came over and uh, made an arrest well, we have a follow-up story to that. Uh, yeah, it didn't go so well. The city of Scranton is paying a woman $19,000 to settle a lawsuit spawned by her arrest on disorderly conduct charges for swearing at her overflowing toilet. Now, Scranton is also paying uh, Don Herb's legal fees. Herb was arrested last year after a neighbor, who is an off-duty police officer, heard her cursing through an open window. A judge later found that uh, her... Uh, they, they found her not guilty, saying that her language was a constitutionally protected free speech. The ACLU announced the settlement today. So there's your follow-up. The woman who was arrested now, uh, all charges have been dropped, and she settled out of court for an incredible $19,000.
If I can get $19,000 for swearing in my toilet, let me tell you, I'm about I'm going to go in and I'm going to curse like a sailor. I'll just flush it and I'll get 19,000 bucks like that. Man, 19 dimes for cursing at a toilet. You got to God bless him. And you know what? You too can curse at a toilet and get 19 grand. Wow, the land of opportunity. God bless America. That's right. Land that I love. F you, toilet. F you. I love it. To the prairies, to the oceans, wipe with fire. Or the toilets, it's overflowing. God bless America. Oh, yes. My home, sweet. New piece of S toilet. Man, what a great country we live in. Give us your cold, your tired, your huddled masses. Give us your overflowing toilets and give me 19 grand, asshole, because you tried to arrest me. Forget the lottery. I'm just going to I'm just going to be cursing everywhere. Wait a minute. There's a there's a guy that lives down the street from me that's a cop. I got to just go over there and just start cursing at something. Hey, it's constitutionally protected free speech. Why not? I'm just going to mention that somebody was generous enough. I won't give their name or anything. But somebody was generous enough to uh, to donate to the, uh, to the zip code famous Michael Graff show. And, um, you know, we do appreciate that. Our PayPal address is Mike at KMGX.com. Listen, I know I don't I, I don't I'm not demanding money. I'm not like a I'm not a, um, you know, one of these televangelists or anything that's coming on the air saying uh, blaze a dull night. Uh, Money hands make a heavy workload light. Uh, and uh, by, by God's hand, if you donate to me, uh, I will promise you great healing. Uh, I will promise you a spot in heaven. I will promise you yeah, a spot in heaven for all eternal bliss. Uh, <laughs> but nothing sexual because that is deviant that behavior. Is, <laughs> <laughs> that is aberrant behavior hated by God. Uh, the very mention of the word penis by anybody other than a trusted man of God uh, such as myself will result in you being struck down by not one but two, maybe three bolts of lightning. And pooping is now a sin. Encrypted with fire. And if you read the Bible very carefully, indeed defecation is against God's law. That's concentrated evil coming out the back of you. <laughs> but by the way, uh, if you are uh, legally blind, if you're deaf uh, and you're not hearing this, I'll talk louder. Praise Jesus. <laughs> yes. No, no, See, you wanted the microphone closer. That's Look right. I did. Uh, now, uh, if you are blind or deaf or you're, uh, you're a moot, uh, you cannot speak. <laughs> Perhaps you just are a little too fat. The Lord will help you if you send in a generous donation of at least $500. You'll get on the Lord's gold plan. You will get a God autograph Bible if you send $1,000. And you'll get an Emballs t-shirt that says, God. all it says. <laughs> you can get your own special. I praise Jesus and all special. I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> You'll get a special customized message from God. No and more. And that message is, when you touch yourself, the saints cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Jesus, thank you very much for bestowing upon us this day. I'm sorry, you only sent me a check for $25. Well, I do appreciate it. Well, there is someone who appreciates that, and his name is Beelzebub. (laughs) It will ward off Satan for today, but tomorrow is a new day. Many hands make a heavy workload light. That's my favorite, like, cliche that they always toss out there. Many hands make a heavy workload light. Uh, 
Where's my Where's my uh, cavernous echo for the? Do I? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to go set that up. It, it really makes. It really pronounces it a lot better. It just really brings it all out. <laughs> yeah, coming up next week, it'll be um, the brand new format of the show. It'll be. Uh, it'll be uh, God Talk uh, with your host, the Reverend Michael James. Uh, James, of course, being named for the King James Bible. And Jeffrey, uh, we need a, we need a, yeah, Jeffrey, the, the Jeffariah. great, Jeffariah, <laughs> Apostle Jeffariah, St. Jeffariah and the Reverend Michael James will be coming at you all week next week doing God Talk. You know, we could probably do one of those BS radio shows. I mean, really, I mean, how hard is it to do a God show? I mean, Honestly, most people don't know the Bible. A lot of religious people, they don't really know what it says in there. You could just make up stuff that sounds like really moral and really, you know, and uh, of the book of Ephesians does say to respect thy brothers. And by respect thy brothers, that means give to your favorite radio program. Unless they are homosexual. If they are, then you drag them them. behind trucks. Because that is God's will. Douse them in holy water. And by holy water, we mean (laughs) a toilet. That's good (laughs) baptisms there. That's good baptism there, boys. All you have to do is beat the, beat the gay out of them. Uh, that's how we roll in the church. All right. Let's, uh... You know, I'm guessing that Focus on the Family with James Dobson is not going to be an advertiser on this show anytime soon. I'm pretty sure that that guy probably... I'm, I'm guessing that, uh... I'm... Yes, the live version of Time just mysteriously played. Thank you. Um, I'm guessing that uh, they're not going to be a sponsor or they're not going to want to have anything to do with this show anytime soon. <laughs> Whoops. All right. We'll, we're back tomorrow. Uh, thanks to Jeff for joining us in the studio. And deafening everybody. And deafening everybody. Praise the... Praise the Lord Lord. for Jeff being in the studio and because he's here. I'm speaking with the voice of God, which is painful to mortal ears. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just telling the truth. All of a sudden, I wouldn't do a sling blade there for a second. We're going to have our chance to make all that God show here. I'm going to punch you in the pecker. Yeah, (laughs) Rick. I just think you don't know done went there. I can't even believe it. I fixing to have ourselves a big old barbecue this coming week. All right, we're uh, we're back next uh, when tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow night on the show another round of when crappy covers collide. Yay! So you want to get to be a little dumber for a while? Yes, you want to tune in for that. Also, we have a big religion of peace. Uh, the religion of peace, uh, and it's not. Uh, co- it's not a real religion anyway. It's not a real religion. It's barbaric, uh, like barbaric Obama, like <laughs> Hannah barbaric. <laughs> so uh, you'll have to join us tomorrow on this fine program. All right, we're out. We'll see you tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, another edition of the Zip Code Famous Michael Grob Show. We'll be coming your way then, and we're out. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night, everyone. Have a great night, uh, and don't forget to donate. If you donate $1,000, you'll get a special medallion that says, Jesus loves you. Yes, it's true. It's, it's 100% pure plastic uh, with gold paint. Get a I love Jesus bumper. I donated today bumper sticker. Jesus loves me because I donated. <laughs> I <know>. Bible. <laughs> autographed by the hand of Five, God. Five hundred dollars for a Saint Peter autograph. It and a, will cure you of all ills if you touch it to your forehead. And a thousand dollars for the big guy upstairs. It will make your penis bigger if you touch it to it, but that would be a sin, so you would go 
to hell. To hell. Unless you pay $2,000 for a special I didn't really touch my penis <laughs> gift certificate. <laughs> That'll keep you from burning in the fires of hell. It's obvious we've... Uh, we've... I like little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, I'm not Catholic. Yeah. We are hardcore Christians of the most orthodox manner. I love passing by those religious stations on the right. I really do. It's obvious, isn't it? All right. Uh, yeah, okay, so we have totally blew through the, uh, through the outro there. That's fine. Uh, it doesn't matter. Formatics don't even matter. Formatics don't matter because I sent 1995 to the holy ministry of Michael James and Jeffariah. <laughs> it's the Jeffariah James the holy ceremony. Oh, dude, there was one. I, uh, this reminds me. I was um, up late at night one, about a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah. And there was one of those whack job uh, televangelist crap on. Yeah. And they were talking about how you have wealth and, and stuff like that that's in your, uh, I don't know, mystic account or whatever. Like, oh, well, your parents worked very hard, but they didn't get the, the joys and stuff in life. But those are in your account from God. So you will cash in on them if you praise Jesus. Like, oh my God, dude, are you retarded? It's like, how can you be that stupid and still remember to breathe? Oh, the, the TV told me to donate to the Lord, and so I I gave them... How much you give? Well, I gave them $20,000, which and is my... And my car. And my car. And I'm in the process of the, giving them my house. The nice man from the, from the church said that it would be okay. He showed... The, the nice man from the church told and me that if I gave him my car, I would be rewarded with eternal bliss. And I can give them all my medication. Yeah, I don't need it anymore. The cancer, they say it, the terminal schmerminal. <laughs> Those words exactly. <laughs> God said that. I'll tell you, it was so oh. nice to talk to them today. And then they, they touched my tumor and said I would be healed and I would... Be able to... And then they touched my daughty no-no's. <laughs> That's gross. That's awful. That's awful. That makes me want to vomit all over the place. And scream, my God, why? You all right? You know, if these were like... <laughs> If these were like real religions or like religious people, not these, you know, whack jobs, we'd probably be going to hell. Indeed. Indubitably. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know where we lost control of the show. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where we lost control of this. I don't know where it went. I have no idea. Um, uh, the question is being asked, by the way, did, was Jeff listening to an episode of Coast to Coast AM? No, actually, I don't even know what station that's on. I only know about that show, actually, because Mike has played clips from me and, you know, his little spoofs, which are hilarious. Yeah. But uh, also since that, yeah, I don't even know when or where, yeah. what well, station and whatnot. <laughs> All right. Well, we're back. I, I, I think... I think we're back tomorrow. I don't know. We'll probably... God willing, God. we will be back. The good Lord willing, the creek don't rise. I know the Russians dropped the bomb. What the hell does that mean? Oh, I, oh, I shouldn't have Blasphemy. said that. Blasphemy. I apologize. If you send twenty nine ninety five to Michael <laughs> James... I will send it to myself. I will send it to God. My voice is kind of wavering. I'm losing the accent. You're it's not able to maintain. Yes, Mine gets deeper. It's not one I do. The hand of often. the hand of God has blessed me with this very incredibly religious voice. Uh,
and the Rockies fans and all you sports writers in Denver, this has got to be exciting for you. You actually, you actually have something to root for in Denver. And you can rip on uh, the fans in other cities. Like, for example, this uh, this idiot guy that wrote, writes for the Denver Post that uh, ripped on Arizona fans saying that they're passionless and that they don't know the game and, you know, they're just um, they're, they're meager, crappy fans. Well, you'll forgive us Arizona fans for not being as damn edumacated as all you folks up there in Denver, Colorado. I mean, I'm... Hey, by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it uh, Denver Bronco fans that um, that burned down part of the city and overturned cars and had to be sprayed with rubber bullets and pepper spray after the Broncos won the Super Bowl uh, in, uh, what was it, 98, after they beat, uh, what, Green Bay? Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that, uh, yeah, matter of fact, that's exactly what it was. When Arizona won their World Series in 2001, we didn't turn over cars. We didn't light our city on fire. We didn't destroy our city. See, we actually like our city. Now, if I lived in Denver, I'd be looking for an excuse to burn that dump down, too. I would be looking for an excuse to get out a gas can and light that place on fire, too. I mean, the weather is crap. The city has an odd smell to it. You know, I mean, the and the fans are, are pretty, you know, stupid. Look, I'd never met a Rockies fan in my entire life. I've never met a Rockies fan. All of a sudden, they're like coming out of the woodwork. After you get embarrassed in the World Series, you can crawl back into your little holes. You can go back into obscurity. And you can have 10,000 people go to the ballpark every night. It's one thing to talk trash about Arizona. That's that's fine. You know, our fans suck and our fans are this and our fans are that. And, you know, listen, some of that criticism is warranted. But uh, I'll say this. Um, we don't burn down our city like you do in this city. The only th- the one thing I will criticize is, yeah, the fans here do kind of suck. I mean, look, we held a parade for a team that finished in second place when the Suns lost to the Chicago Bulls in 93. They actually threw a parade for the Suns in this city. So. I'm not above criticizing my own here, but make sure the criticism, you have to consider the source. That's what I always say. Whenever you're talking about criticism, be sure to consider the source. And the source in this case is, uh, is Denver fan, Denver fan who burns down their own city when they win and they have to be, uh, subdued by pepper spray and rubber bullets. Yeah. When you have to have the SWAT team come in because your fans are unruly and destroying police cars and and shops that generally means you have bad fans i mean say what you will about yankee fan and and new york fans last i checked they win the uh, world series they don't burn down their city now they might get drunk and get a little unruly but hey I mean, at this point, Yankee fan, I mean, they at this point, maybe they, they should burn down the city because they're not winning. All right, so that's just, I just thought I'd, I'd get that out there. Rockies fans. Never met a Rockies fan, ever. Now, all of a sudden, they're everywhere. But see, what happens is next year, when they go back to winning like 75 games, and uh, well, and let's face it, if it weren't for the humidor, by the way, if it weren't for the fact that they have to change how they store the baseballs in Colorado... They'd be a team that scores 16 runs at home, and they win about 75 games every year. Just keep that in mind, Rocky fan. You guys actually had to change how you store the baseball. You guys put baseballs in humidors so that they wouldn't travel out of the ballpark at a ridiculous rate like they do at that mile-high altitude. Just remember that. Oh, well. Hey, that's fine, though. Props to you on your World Series. Enjoy it because it'll be a short one for you. All right. Uh, by the way, the, the World Series starts in eight days. Talk about a joke, by the way. That's a joke. N- nice scheduling there, bud. This is fascinating. I mentioned this at the top of the show. This Randy Rhodes story is weird. Randy Rhodes is a liberal talk show host. She uh, she has a show over on Air America. Now, she's been in the business for a while. Okay. She's been around the block. And she's one of these angry left-wing hosts and talking about the the right-wing this and conservatives that and still talking about the 2000 election. Look, that's what they do over there. That's what Air America does. If you've ever listened to Air America, 
It's talking about it's it's the same kind of embittered talk that you get on some conservative talk show hosts, except it's it's the left wing and they're talking about the past. They're talking about how they lost in 2004 and how they were robbed and diebold this and conspiracy that. And in 2000, how the election was stolen from them and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's the only thing they can talk about. They can't talk about moving forward. They don't talk about their 11 percent approval rating in Congress. They don't talk about that. So whatever, but you know, okay, fine. The, the liberal, uh, the air America. All right. So you got this Randy Rhodes. Apparently the story is, this is how the story reads. And I'm reading it verbatim just so you understand. This is how it was originally reported. Randy Rhodes was mugged on Sunday night on 39th street and park Avenue nearby her Manhattan apartment while she was walking her dog, Simon. According to Air America Radio late night host John Elliott, Rhodes was beaten. She was beaten evidently pretty badly, losing several teeth and will probably be off the air for at least the rest of the week. Now, okay, so there's this. Now, look, at its face value, you say, oh, my God, you know, that's terrible. And look, I don't like Randy Rhodes. I've heard her show. I I think that she's a, a kook, a nut, and everything like this. But at the same time... I don't wish ill will on anybody in spite of their beliefs. I mean, aside from the 19% of people that uh, the 19% of Democrats that want us to lose the war, that are rooting for us to lose the war, uh, going back to a poll I read last week. And even those folks, I don't actually wish that they get hurt. Maybe that maybe I just wish that they'd wake up. I don't know how they're going to wake up, but whatever. Neither here nor there. But I really don't wish ill will on Randy Rhodes or Tom Hardman or Stephanie Miller or any of the other hosts over there at Air America. Okay, I don't wish any ill will on them. That said, apparently this guy, John Elliott, was really, really agitated when he was talking about the incident. And then he said this. This is why Air America Radio not only doesn't have any listeners, but they just have no credibility This is what happens when you give lunatics a microphone. Quote, It is with sadness that tonight I inform you that my Air America colleague Randy Rhodes was assaulted last night while walking her dog near her New York City home. He continued, This does not appear to me to be a standard grab the money and run mugging. This is an attempt by the right-wing hate machine to silence one of our own. Are we threatening them? Are they afraid that we're winning? Are they trying to silence and intimidate us? Okay. That quote in itself, we'll get back to that quote. Just just sort of uh, put that quote in the back of your mind for a minute. Let's uh, interject the facts into this story now. Now that, we have the, now that I've given you the story, let's actually put some facts into it. Okay, fact. This is according to New York. Uh, this is according to the Daily News. There is no evidence that the mugging was politically motivated the daily news says that it was all a hoax quote claims that she was brutally attacked near her manhattan apartment are bogus her lawyer and a police source said today now i don't know if that means that she what i don't know what that means were her teeth even knocked out did she fall down and then blame it on being mugged what happened i guess we won't know for sure but her, uh, her her own lawyer says that it wasn't a mugging. So that's clarification number one to this story. Number two, now let's go back to this quote. Is this an attempt by the right-wing hate machine to silence one of our own? Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. There's so many ways to pick that apart. I don't even know where to start, first of all. In order to be able to silence somebody, don't they have to have a voice first? I mean, Randy Rhodes has a voice, but this show has more listeners than Randy Rhodes. And I'll give you a hint. Air America has a pretty significant head start in number of affiliates over this show. And I can promise you right now, I bet the cum for this show is higher. The listenership is higher. There's no way that more people listen to Randy Rhodes than this show. Randy Rose. You know, she had an appearance someplace. We did this story a couple of years ago. She did an appearance someplace and like four people showed up. I promise you, if I did an appearance someplace, I could at least 
I could I could do more than four. I could double that. I could at least get eight people. If I said, yo, I'm gonna be at I'm gonna be up on Fremont Street in Vegas on such and such date, and if you come and see me, I might even give you a Michael Groff show hat or something. I bet I can get people to show up. Randy Rhodes. So in order to be I, I love that they hate machine. This is this is the problem. This John Elliott guy, this Air America host. He's actually blaming the right wing for the fact that a woman walking in New York City got mugged, allegedly. Yeah, because we all know that muggings are so rare in New York City, they just never happen. And when they do, it's obvious that they're politically motivated. No one else has ever been mugged in New York City. It's it's such a rare occurrence. <laughs> I mean, this this is the kind of embittered talk radio that you get over there. It's funny. I'm I just I cracked up. The first time I read that quote, I sat here. I must have laughed for ten straight minutes. I'm laughing now. <laughs> That's the second funniest thing I've seen today. Maybe the third. But uh, this is the kind of stuff that you get over there at uh, Air America. Yeah, you know, I can't imagine why nobody listens. Right now, 90% of the audience is saying, what's an Air America? Who, who's Randy Rhodes? Never heard of her. See, you know, that's why I'm not even going to spend any more time on this story. I, I mean, I could continue to analyze it. There's a lot more to break down on this. But why bother? We'll give you more on this story if there's any more information. All right, so from a story about, well, one story about crime, or at least alleged crime, to another story about real crime, and I call this a no-good-deed-goes-unpunished kind of story. This guy works for Bank of America, a guy by the name of Stephen Gomez. He's a Bank of America employee who helped police catch the notorious hat bandit. This hat bandit is some guy who's uh, responsible for 19 area robberies in 10 months, and he was given $10,000 in reward money from law enforcement for helping out. Now, here's the problem. It's 21-year-old guy, okay? 21-year-old Stephen Gomez. Uh, the problem is that once he got the money, once he got the reward money, he had to give up his job to collect it. Gomez said that um, he chose to leave the bank and portrayed his departure as a forced resignation rather than being fired. The bank said that it would comment later, if at all. Yeah, bank of America, folks. The uh, This is from uh, Elizabeth, right? So the Elizabeth resident is, uh, is a business and finance major who worked 25 hours a week at the bank. Gomez was instrumental to police in uh, cracking the case of the mystery man who wore hats on his mask... Uh, hats and a mask um, to these uh, various bank heists. Now, authorities say that there was um, there were no solid leads up until July 22nd when James Madison walked into the Union Township Bank branch. Madison demanded $3,000 from Gomez. Gomez turned over the money but decided to trail Madison to the parking lot and spied him leaving in a 2001 black Nissan Altima. Gomez got the license plate number, and then uh, that led police to Madison, who was a uh, paroled killer living in Maplewood. Madison 50 has since confessed to 19 robberies in which he stole more than $80,000. He pleaded guilty in federal court in September and is awaiting sentencing. So there you go. He um, he was given a, a reward from various banks totaling $10,000. And as a result of collecting this money, I guess Bank of America has a policy that says, hey, by the way, if you ever help uh, get our, get some of our money back, we have to fire you. That makes no sense whatsoever. Um, you collected some reward money for law enforcement for, uh, for helping us get our money back that we wouldn't have otherwise gotten. This guy had gotten away with more than $80,000 in cash from all these different banks and because you helped us, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give you a nice fat reward. Oh yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, we're gonna give you a pink slip. I don't understand. Well, um, because you did such a great job, and because um, and because you know you you helped law enforcement catch this guy, um, we gotta fire you. <laughs> What's that? Well, of course, what do you expect from Bank of America, the the same bank that has these? Well, I won't get into it.
I'll get into it. The same bank that gives credit cards to illegals, the same bank that is helping, that is aiding and abetting the spread of illegal immigration into the United States by giving credit cards to illegal immigrants, yet they won't give credit cards to legal American citizens who have outstanding credit. I mean, that the hassle that they give me on my credit card is ridiculous. They give illegals like $5,000 credit limit cards and they give them these, uh, they give them uh, the, the, the ATMs. They don't require any identification. They don't require any identification to get these cards and they just dole them out. But I go in there. I remember when I first got my bank account at Bank of America, you, you go in there, you have to give them like 17 forms of ID you have to give them a, a, like a DNA sample. You have to give them a, a couple of notarized letters from your third grade teacher. You have to show them your family history. And then you have to do like 45 jumping jacks right there. And that's, that's to even get considered. And yet, but if an illegal walks in there, I don't know, some dude from Mexico or Argentina or Belize or Saudi Arabia, whatever. Some guy just walks in there, sits down, goes, yeah, yo, I want to open an account. Do you have any ID? Nah, but I'm here illegally. Oh, hold on a second. You're here illegally. All right, here's your complimentary $1,000 in cash, and here's your, uh, here's, your, here's your credit card. Go ahead and just, you know what? We're not even going to have an interest rate. You can just charge that credit card up, and you don't have to pay us back ever. Go right ahead. But if you ever work for us and you help c- catch a criminal... Um, you're done. You're canned. All right, well, there you have it. Another edition of the best of the Michael Groff Show in the books. Thank you so much for checking it out. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. It's something that we've uh, been trying. And, of course, we'll be back and uh, putting up more live episodes of our show, more current episodes of our show up on the uh, podcast site, as well as archived editions of the show from the past and more best of editions. We certainly hope to roll those out for you as well very soon. All right, well, our technical director in absentia, of course, is disgruntled voice guy. Everything else on this program done by me, Michael Graff. This program, copyright 2010, a production of Michael Graff. Any reproduction, retransmission, or rebroadcast of this program without the expressed written consent or at least implied oral consent of Michael J. Graff is strictly prohibited and will result in a very strongly written letter or perhaps an email or, or a text message at the very least if you do it. So, you know, please don't. All right. Thank you. That's it. Uh, We'll see you next time for another edition of Michael Groff in Exile. Good night, everybody.